Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. President Obama takes a first step toward gun law reform, while gun owners head to the store, and they're not just buying more firearms. That and how much does it cost to keep kids safe? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Sarah Gardner in for Kai Ristall, and this is the Marketplace podcast for Wednesday, December 19th. Thanks for joining us. The White House today unveiled its official response to last week's mass shooting in Newtown, Connecticut. President Obama says by January, he'll have concrete proposals to send to Congress aimed at reducing gun violence in this country. Vice President Joe Biden will lead the effort, which the president says will not be business as usual. This is not some Washington commission. This is not something where folks are going to be studying the issue for six months and publishing a report that gets read and then pushed aside. This is a team that has a very specific task to pull together real reforms right now. Likely on the table, reinstating a ban on assault weapons, for one. One thing that's not happening, however, a decrease in gun sales since Newtown. They've spiked. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Adam Allington reports, the trend extends beyond firearms. Under normal circumstances, you might confuse the rush of customers at Mid-America Arms in South St. Louis as Christmas shoppers. But not so, says owner Mark Campbell. It's been one of our best days in history of 13 years, but not for the right reasons. Gesturing to his depleted shelves, Campbell says many of the customers are buying ahead of what is expected to be a ban on certain types of weapons. The walls pretty much picked through any type of paramilitary rifle. We're, we're down to just a few now. Also completely sold out, most high-capacity magazines, like the 30-round clips used in the Newtown Massacre. Shopper Mike Charleville says he feels like he's running out of time. I just read today on MSN that Bloomberg in New York, is he's got his flags waving and he's all for all kinds of gun control. And I think that uh, our liberties are going to be taken away before too long. Likewise, Jeff Neighbor said he'd planned on saving his money for a new truck, but the events in Newtown changed his mind. I had some magazines that uh, I was planning on buying, but, uh, you know, I mean, after that happened, I thought, boy, I better not wait another week. Legislation expected to be reintroduced in January would ban clips of more than 10 rounds, and while the market for magazines and clips only accounts for a tiny fraction of the total gun industry, their continued use in mass murders means their shelf life may be quickly shrinking to zero. In St. Louis, I'm Adam Allington for Marketplace. Here's your fiscal cliff update for today, and it won't take long. President Obama said Republicans have a personal grudge against him. House Speaker John Boehner's spokesman called the president's opposition to Boehner's Plan B bizarre and irrational. Doesn't sound like a deal's just around the corner, does it? Well, one thing we can count on, the $50 billion bailout deal between the federal government and General Motors is coming to an end. The Treasury Department announced today it will sell its stake in the company, and it looks like the government will take a loss. So, American taxpayers, did we make a bad investment? Here's Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer. 
GM's stock closed today at a little more than $27 a share. At that price, the stock would have to more than double for the government to break even on its investment. Dan Eikenson is with the Cato Institute. He was against the bailout. Taxpayers need to assume a loss of 15 to $20 billion. But Sean McAlinden of the Center for Automotive Research says taxpayers actually should break even. Is he math-challenged? No. He says you have to look beyond the bailout cost and stock price. You have to consider what would have happened without the bailout, how much it would have cost taxpayers if the government did nothing. McLinden says laid-off GM workers would have been eligible for unemployment checks, and the government would have lost tax revenue. People without jobs can't, they really don't pay federal tax. Instead, they, it's a negative effect. Then there's the trickle-down effect. Without GM, auto parts suppliers would have struggled, maybe gone under themselves. The car makers use many of the same suppliers, so assembly lines at Ford would have ground to a halt. Dealerships would have suffered.